and um, let's go to the word of God. I am continuing. I believe God wants to speak to us tonight. Hallelujah. And I am continuing on the gates, on the spiritual gates topic. So let's start off with looking at uh, setting up the gates of heaven on earth. Set, we are called to set up the gates of heaven on the face of the earth. And setting up the gates of heaven, we will come to that how it is done. It is done through prayer, which is not an easy task. It's not the, everyone cannot do it. But those who can win in a wrestling match, only those can do it. We got to understand that the spiritual warfare is a wrestling match because the Bible says Ephesians chapter number 6 when we read that. Apostle Paul says that our wrestle is not against flesh and blood but it's against the principalities. It's a wrestling match. What is a wrestling match? Um, wrestling match is the winner of the wrestling match is the last man standing. The last man standing. That means the one who can, the one who does not gives up is the one who wins the match. The one who does not gives up. Um, we, can, we, we know that we have the victory in Christ. But when we are wrestling with the opposite party, it's evident that you cannot escape some resistance that they offer. Resistance will be offered from both the sides. Resistance will be offered from both the sides. We cannot escape some punches and kicks that the enemy gives us. But after receiving the punches and kicks, are we giving up or are we continuing to resist again? Offer resistance back. That is a wrestling match we are going, going through. That is spiritual warfare. Many believers think, oh, I got attacked. Oh, again, I got attacked. You will get attacked because you are in a competition where the last person who is standing wins. That's why the Bible says that men ought always to pray, always to pray, always to pray and not lose heart. If you are a man in the kingdom of God, you will be categorized by your prayer life. Hallelujah. Uh, you are attacked. That's normal getting attacked. Oh, a demon came in my house. A demon came in my dream and attacked me. Oh, I was, I faced attack in my financial life. Oh, I faced I am facing attack in my uh, spiritual life. I am facing attack in my marriage. I am facing attack in my ministry and so on and so forth. You will face attack because you are in a wrestling match. You are in a wrestling competition. But the thing is, after you get attack, do you continue to fight and resist the enemy back? If he is giving you two punches, you have to again get up and give him five punches. And the one who gives up first, is the one who loses but the one who does not gives up is the one who wins it's a wrestling match we are we are fighting hallelujah are we understanding and set if if we want to set up the gates of heaven on the face of the earth we got to be we got to be persistent we got to pray we got to pray we got to pray hallelujah there will many many resistance will come but don't give up if you don't give up you will continue on your path to victory the day you say oh enough is enough you know i am going to give up hallelujah that means the devil has won hallelujah 
बिकॉज दे विल कंटिन्यू टू ऑफर रेजिस्टेंस यू विल थिंक इट्स ओवर अगेन द नेक्स्ट डे देर विल बी रेजिस्टेंस कमिंग टू यू आले लू या हाउ हाउ लॉन्ग कैन यू स्टैंड हाउ लॉन्ग कैन यू सर्वाइव हाले लू या द होली स्पिरिट विल गिव अस द स्ट्रेंथ टू सर्वाइव दिस दिस वॉर Alleluia and the one who survives is the one who is capable to build the gate which is the altar. Alleluia. Okay, let's come, let's go to Genesis chapter number 28. Genesis chapter number 28. Let's read from verse number 11. So he came to a certain place and stayed there all night because the sun had set and he took one of the stones of the of that place and put it at his head and he lay down in that place to sleep then he dreamed and behold a ladder was set up on the earth and its top reached to heaven and there the angels of god were ascending and descending on it and behold the lord stood above it and said i am the lord god of abraham your father and the god of isaac the land on which you lie i will give to you and your descendants also your descendants shall be as the dust of the earth you shall spread abroad to the west and to the east to the north and to the south and the south and in you and in your seed all the families of the earth shall be blessed behold i am with you and will keep you wherever you go and will bring you back to this land for i will not leave you until i have done what i have spoken to you then jacob awoke from this sleep and said surely the lord is in this place and i did not know it and he was afraid and said how awesome is this place this is none other than the house of god and this is the gate of heaven Hallelujah underline the 18th verse what it says what uh, sorry the 17th verse what Jacob said that this is none other than the house of God and this is the gate of heaven hallelujah the gates the gates the spiritual gates that i am taking the topic actually is also the continuation of the altars many things are related to the altars the pathway of the altars that i taught before this the altars that abraham built his journey was marked by altars building altars and i spoke to you about the four four altars that abraham built and i told you this altar now which jacob is building in bethel this is the same place where abraham built an altar previously in bethel while he was on a journey Hallelujah he was on a journey to the land of Canaan from the land of the Chaldeans that that is Babylon this is the altar that he built and for your information it's the altar at Bethel and i told you the altar of Bethel is the main altar of heavenly operation where Abraham had to hold on to the horns of that altar for direction and for the promise and for the anointing hallelujah but he was he went further south and to egypt and he fell into sin and then he again came back to the altar and you know those story the revelation i have already taught you 
and there at the altar of Bethel, God unveiled the complete promise to Abraham at the altar of Bethel. Hallelujah. And Abraham received the revelation of what he was supposed to do ahead. Hallelujah. Abraham received the anointing of God at the altar of Bethel. Abraham received the clear promise and direction of God at the altar of Bethel. This is the altar of Bethel now. After so many years now, uh, there is no altar because after so many year, years, the physical altar has been, you know, De, uh, you know disappeared because after so many years the physical altar is not there the stones are there and now Jacob the grandson of Abraham is journeying through the same route but in a reverse direction he is going from he is going from Beersheba to Haran for a wife to the land of delay on the way when he took the stone the stone I told you was one of the stone that Abraham used to build the altar when he used the stone and slept on it, his eyes were opened to the realms of the spirit. And he saw actually what the altar had created in that place called Bethel. The altar that Abraham laid up set, had set up the gates of heaven in that place. The altar set up the gates of heaven in that place. So what are, what are altars now? Hallelujah. Altars are gates to heaven. In other words, they are portals through which you can access the throne room of God. Altars. Okay. They are portals through which you can access the throne room of God. This guy Jacob has never spoken to God previously. All that he has heard about God is from his father Isaac. Never personally encountered God. But when he came to this certain place called Bethel, because of the altar of Abraham that was there in that place, set up in that place, the gates of heaven were activated. And that's why he could, he could see the throne room of God, this guy. Because altars are gates to heaven. Write it down. Altars are gates to heaven. That is the first thing. Hallelujah. They are portals to heaven. Do you know what witches and wizards do? Do you know that no one, no one knows what is inside their bedroom except themselves? Hallelujah. Because in their bedroom, no one is allowed. Even the family members don't know what a witch is doing in the bedroom. Or if, if, if some of them don't use the bedroom, some of them use places that are under in the basement or secret places or secret doors that are under the basement. Do you know what they do? They have set up altars to Satan in that place. And those altars are portals to Hades. They communicate with demons. Every, it's Godly altars are portals to the throne room of God. Demonic altar, uh, altars are gates or portals are gates or portals to the to, to the throne room. You know where is the throne room now? The throne room is in Hades. The throne room of Satan. Hallelujah. Now, you know what Satan wanted to do? Satan wanted to take the throne of, throne of God in the third heavens. In the heavens of heavens where God sits. But when God 
saw his rebellion, he, he, when God saw his intention, he was thrown down on earth. Now when he was thrown, thrown down on earth, the authority was given to rule the earth was given to man. So even that place, the earth he could not occupy. But what he did is, he deceived man to follow himself. So through man, he rules the earth. Do you know how Satan rules the earth? He has men on the earth to rule the earth. He has agents. He has humans to rule the earth. Without human beings, demons cannot have access to the realms of the, uh, of the earth. Without a physical prime minister, Satan cannot rule a country. He needs a man. He needs a president. Are we together? Because the, the me demons need mediums to function. Satan needs a sorcerer to release spells. Hallelujah. Because God has made the earthly realm in such a way that without, without flesh and blood, without a human being, a human being is given the access to do things on, in the realm of the earth. Hallelujah. Are we understanding? And in the same way, God also needs men to carry out business on the face of the earth. Hallelujah. The earth is made in such a way. I don't want to go into, into that revelation. So Satan was, was not able to occupy the throne of God. Obviously, God threw him out. He came on earth. He is not even the, uh, on, the, on the throne. He is the God of this earth, but, but he rules the earth through human mediums. Where he has set up his throne is in Hades. Okay, his, his throne is in Hades. He rules the Hades. Hallelujah. What is Hades? Hades is also death. I told you now the last sermon. I explained you the gates of death. I explained you the gates of Hades. Okay, I am not going to go into that. But, but Satan rules an area that is called Hades. Uh, where, where, where souls of men who are eternally separated from God are living. That's why Satan can rule. There is no flesh and blood there. There are no human beings. There are people who have died without Jesus, without accepting Jesus, and who are eternally separated from God. That is the place where Satan is ruling. So that... That is when, when these witches and wizards are secretly, you, you, you are not allowed, it will be a secret place. They will go to that place in the night. Maybe some, most of them are having that place in their bedroom. Most of them are having a secret place, a secret door to the basement or to the ground, to the uh, underground. Hallelujah. So that no one can access. Why? Because they have set up an altar in that place. A altar that opens a gate, a altar that is a gate to Hades to communicate with Satan. Hallelujah! To communicate with the powers of hell because altars are gates. Are we understanding? In the same way, the altar that Abraham set up was a gate unto heaven, was a gate to heaven. As soon as Jacob was there and sleeping in that place, his spiritual eyes opened up. And he saw the throne room of God. Hallelujah. That is the significance of an altar. When we are able to set up an altar, that place becomes a most holy place through, through where that place, through that altar, we can access the throne room of God. 
we can access the throne room of God and so believers got to recognize the Bethel altar and go to the Bethel altar again and again because that is the place from where you can access the throne room of God. It's a gate. Altars are gates to heaven. Are we understanding now? Hallelujah. Every type of altar, even demonic altar, they are, they are gates to heaven. Hallelujah. If you go to a witch in the morning and you do the, tell the witch, okay, I want this to be done, that to be done, you, they will not act as powerful as they are in the night. They will say, okay, and you will, you will think, oh, this witch, I thought she was powerful. But because they are speaking like that powerlessly because whatever you are speaking, they have to go in the night, access the portal of hell and take advice from Satan and then they will receive powers and they will receive insight. So they are not powerful in the morning time. They are powerful in the night time when they are accessing the portals of hell. Oh my God. Hallelujah. Are we understanding? Hallelujah. Read your Bible and you will see, you will see that Jesus went to a specific mountain. Hallelujah. Even when he took the disciples to the mountain, of transfiguration there the Bible says Moses and Elijah from where they came they came from the throne room he was accessing a portal there there was an altar that he had set up by prayer and there he was accessing through that altar the throne room of heaven to talk to God Alleluia Amen and Alleluia how do we set up the altar have you set up an altar in your bedroom Alleluia have you set up an altar, a gateway to heaven, right inside your bedroom? Have you set that up? Okay, let's see that. Okay, so 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 altars are gates to heaven uh, that are that are access portals to heaven, and demonic altars are 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 gates to the hell portals, to the uh, to the to the hell. Now, secondly, altars are gates, and they mark the uh, mark the ownership of god over a territory when you are set up set up a gate when you are setting up a gate automatically you are defining your borders okay i will come to that listen to me carefully i will explain you slowly slowly when you are setting up a gate you are setting up an altar you are setting up the gates of heaven you are accessing the throne room of God through that gate through that altar and that gate that you have set up also defines or lays up a boundary a boundary around you hallelujah now the boundary may be around your household in the case of Job do you know Job had an, had an altar he had an altar and every morning he would lay sacrifices on the altar and pray to God and intercede for the family that was the gate of heaven he set up, the altar in his house. But what did the altar do in his house? It created a hedge around his household. It defined the areas of God's jurisdiction, the kingdom of God that is in the, uh, in the land where, where Job was, had set up the altar. So altars mark the ownership of God over a certain territory. Amen. It's powerful. Altars, setting up altars are powerful. I will come to that. 
Alters are gates. Uh, we are on the topic of gates. Okay. We are still on the topic of gates. So alters are gates. And when you set up this gate, it will define the boundary. It will, it will, it will define the boundary of God's jurisdiction over that territory. Remember last time in the first part, I told you about Psalm 24 verse 7 to 10. Lift up your heads, O you gates, and be lifted up, you everlasting door, for the King of glory to come in. Who is the King of glory? The Lord God Almighty, the Lord Mighty and strong in battle. Who is speaking that psalm? David is speaking that psalm. When he is speaking that psalm, when he is bringing the Ark of the Covenant, he is bringing the Lord of glory with him inside of Jerusalem, in the city of David that time, from the house of Obedidom. And he was... He was speaking to the gates of Jerusalem on the basis of the revelation of the ancient altar that Abraham had set up in the land of Moriah, which was, Jer which was Jerusalem, technically, which is Jerusalem. Yes. Hallelujah. On the basis, because Abraham, you remember the fourth altar, I told you, was set up by Abraham at the command of God in the, on the mountain of Moriah, that was Jerusalem. So God had already marked his ownership on the territory of Jerusalem by the altar that Abraham had built. God had already marked his ownership that Jesus the Lamb will sit on the throne. That is, he is the owner of Jerusalem. Jerusalem belongs to God. Hallelujah. And I told you last time, that's why Satan is fighting to sit on the throne of Jerusalem. You know where the Antichrist will come. He will come and occupy the seat in the third temple, the throne of God. Because he was not able to take the throne of God in heaven, now he is trying to take the throne of God on earth. That is the seat in Jerusalem. Are we understanding? Hallelujah. That altar that Abraham had built so many years back, that altar had marked the ownership of God in that certain place. And David was the first man of God to occupy Jerusalem. And how did he occupy Jerusalem? Hallelujah. First of all, he fought and occupied Jerusalem. But the ark of God, you see, you see so many troubles came when he was trying to bring the ark of God to Jerusalem. And at last, he commanded the gates to open. And he was able to bring the ark of God. It was an ancient revelation that he is commanding the gates to open to the legal owner of Jerusalem. He is commanding the gates to open. So the ancient altars, hallelujah, the ancient altar of Abraham marked the ownership of God in Jerusalem. Okay, let us come now. How are we building altars? How can we build up altars? Praying men, praying men who are consistent in prayer, holding on and abiding in the presence of God can build altars. Okay. When you hold on to the presence of God and abide in his presence in a place and not leave that place, you are building up an altar in that place. Okay, Praying men are responsible to set up altars, establishing the gates of heaven with its boundaries to bring the governance of God in the territory. To bring the governance of God in, in a territory. If you go and ask a theologian, a biblical theologian, what I should do. He will tell you 
go and preach the gospel. Go, 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 take the gospel to the ends of the earth. Go and start preaching the gospel. Start saving souls. But Jesus introduced the model of prayer. It's more powerful than saving of souls. I'm not going away with evangelism, but the before evangelism comes the salvation of territories. Are we together? Before what? Evangelism comes the salvation of territories. What is the salvation of territories? The salvation of territories is bringing the kingdom of God in the territory. Is the salvation of territory. The, the salvation of a territory is bringing the jurisdiction of God in a territory. Is the salvation of a territory. And Jesus said, pray likewise, our father in heaven, who are, our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come on earth. Thy will be done as it is done in heaven. The prayer is intended to bring the kingdom of God. And this is prayer. Alleluia. Prayer, alleluia. Prayer is setting up altars in places. Prayer is setting up altars in places. That is, the, that is where prayer is intended towards. Why we are setting up altars in a place? Because to bring the kingdom of God and to set up the gates of heaven in that certain territory. Are we understanding until now? Let's go to Luke chapter number 18 verse 1. Luke chapter number 18 <coughs> verse number 1. This is what the Lord was speaking to me this verse. Luke chapter number 18 verse 1. Then he spoke a parable to them that men always ought to pray and not lose heart. Everyone say, I always ought to pray and not lose heart. I always pray and not lose heart. Yes. That is what we are supposed to do in the kingdom. We ought always we are we are chosen by God to become a prayer machine that are praying always. That is for that is what we are chosen for. Men ought always to pray and not lose heart. Why we should pray always? Because we are supposed to set up altars that are the gates of heaven. That's why we ought always to pray. I will come to the scriptures how men of God. Hallelujah. Listen to me. Don't first go and try to preach gospel everywhere and try to save people. Set up altars. Set up altars. Bring the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Set up altars in a place. Set up the gates of heaven in a place. Are we understanding? Hallelujah. Jesus, you know, Jesus started to minister in Israel. He started, he ministered in Jerusalem. He ministered, hallelujah, in the, in the north of Israel. In Gal he ministered in the south of Israel, that is Jerusalem. He also ministered in the north of Israel. He started his ministry, you know, he did the miracle in the, in the Cana of Galilee. And he ministered in those places. And when he was ministering, alongside, he was also going up early in the morning before the sun would rise and praying on the mountains. He was setting up the gates of heaven in, 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 in certain areas of in Israel. Hallelujah. Why, why he was going and praying? 
why he was going and praying yes he was praying to seek god but he was also persistently going and praying in those place to set up altars that will activate the gate to heaven gate to the throne room of god bringing the jurisdiction of god on the face of the earth hallelujah are we understanding amen do you know why did the holy spirit come because a portal was opened by jesus for the holy spirit to come the gates were open hallelujah and that's why the that's why jesus was so again and again telling the disciples wait wait in jerusalem where did he said wait in jerusalem don't go anywhere till you access the gate of heaven prayer is so important hallelujah but believers have become so anxious with ministry that they want to run here and there to do ministry no 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 you have to first build up capacity in prayer abide in the place of prayer set up start don't start to evangelize first the basic is start to set up altars start to set up the gates of heaven are we understanding in the let's let's look at the book of daniel i am not going into verses in the book of daniel but we see in the book of daniel that daniel was staying in babylon you know what was happening during the time of daniel false prophets were coming and instigating the king of israel saying no no don't go into babylon don't stay in babylon god has called you out and this and that but daniel was staying right inside babylon and he was doing what he was praying and fasting by his prayer and fasting what happened a portal a gate a altar was set up there through which angels of god can come in and go out and because he set up the gates of heaven right inside babylon that gate of heaven was able to defeat the gate of babylon and he was able to bring the kingdom of god and destroy the principality of babylon hallelujah, hallelujah. if whenever you read about angelic intervention like in the book of daniel chapter number 10 daniel had many interventions in babylon hallelujah are we understanding Daniel had many intervention in Babylon angelic intervention whenever you see angels coming even Jesus came there that means Daniel's altar was working there because altars are gates to the heavenly throne room are we understanding that gate that altar that Daniel had in Babylon defeated the principality of Babylon how because he had access to the realms of the spirit angels could come and communicate to daniel you know your prayers were answered but the prince of persia resisted it for 21 days michael the angel of god the archangel came to my rescue and released me and this is the thing and then he came and released those revelation to daniel hallelujah amen are we understanding we are we are staying in a wicked world the places where you dwell wherever you are dwelling wherever you are residing in new york in georgia in canada in kenya whichever place if god could open your eyes to the realm of the spirit you will see that place is filled with demons why it is filled with demons but there because there is there has to be an altar in that place Hallelujah that can set up the gates of heaven and the lay the boundaries of God's jurisdiction there. Are we understanding? 
why do you think that you know after the after the babylonian principality was defeated the second one came medo persian principality but that principality also could not stay for long why because of the gates of heaven in babylon the medo persian empire was ruling over babylon and that medo persian empire started to fight with daniel to find out something wrong in him in daniel chapter number 6 but the bible says they could not find anything wrong except for the law of his god so they passed a decree that anyone what was the decree the decree was a attack against the prayer life of daniel they said anyone praying making petitions to their god will be killed will be put into the den of lions and the bible says so clearly i don't have time to go into that scripture daniel chapter number 6 the bible says so clear clearly that when daniel heard of the decree what did he do he ran away no he did not run away he went to the altar he opened his windows towards jerusalem and he prayed as was his custom three times that day why daniel did not fear death no he knew that the gates of heaven is more powerful than the gates of death and hades he will not be killed hallelujah because he is accessing a gate he is accessing the altar hallelujah that altar that access to god saved daniel's life amen where you are going when there is an attack this attack of death was so fierce we will not i i believe none of us are facing that those death threats in our lives what daniel faced even even at the coming of such a fierce attack against his prayer life that if he prays he will be killed still he went to the altar where we are going when attacks are coming to our lives are we going to the altar hallelujah hallelujah do we know that the altars are gates that can defeat the gates of hades hallelujah okay so that is what that is how daniel established the gates of heaven the altar that he used to pray that did not let any principality because every principality that came to rule it was resisted by the gate that daniel had set up it was resisted by the altar that daniel had set up are we understanding until now okay hallelujah let's go let's go now to second kings second kings listen to me very carefully let's go to second kings chapter number 6 second kings chapter number 6 and let's start reading from verse number 11 verse number 11 Therefore the heart of the king of Syria was greatly troubled by this thing and he called his servants and said to them will you not will you not show me which of us is for the king of Israel hallelujah and one of his servants said none my lord o king but elisha the prophet who is in israel tells the king of israel the words that you speak in your bedroom so he said go and see where he is that i may send and get him and it was told him saying surely he is in dothan therefore he sent horses and chariots and a great army there and they came by night and surrounded the city 
and when the servant of the of the man of god arose early and went out there was an army surrounding the city with horses and chariots and his servant said to him alas my master what shall we do so he answered do not fear for those who are with us are more than those who are with them and elisha prayed and said lord i pray open his eyes that he may see then the lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw and behold the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around elisha hallelujah listen to me elisha was in control when he was at the altar now listen to me listen to me now the altar of elijah set up the boundary of god's jurisdiction in the territory of israel in the territory where he was living and residing there at the altar i told you the altar is the gate and the gate also set up the boundaries of god's ju jurisdiction around you so a man who stays at the altar a man who is a prayerful man it's very it's impossible for satan to defeat that man because he is dwelling in the secret place surrounded by the boundary of god hallelujah altars surround you with the armies of heaven hallelujah now listen to me listen to me now the bible says that elisha was sitting at dothan in his in his house at his altar and he could hear what the king of syria was speaking in his bedroom so when you operate from the gate of the lord the gate of heaven that is the altar you can penetrate into the enemy's territory and expose them you have to recognize your position your position has to be at the altar and when you are at the altar it will give you elevation it will give you penetration power to penetrate and to see what the enemy is doing hallelujah if you are a praying man if you are a praying woman it's impossible for the devil to defeat you forget about defeating you it's impossible for the devil to even face you off because you are you are in a attacking mode you are just elisha was in a attacking mode he was not in a defensive mode nowadays many christians are in defensive mode oh i don't want to pray you know that much because i know if i go into that prayer attacks will increase so let me let me stay as a hanky panky christian reading some scripture and praying some meal uh, praying prayers before the meal happens before we eat the meal only that much we want because we don't want so much of attacks they are in defensive mode hallelujah the more you try to defend and not you are not attacking if you are a person that is only defending slowly slowly what will happen is the devil will push you back push you back push you back and score a goal against you and then start scoring goals against you we are not supposed to be only defensive we are supposed to be in a attacking mode we can only be in the attacking mode where when we dwell at the gates of heaven when we dwell at the altar how could elisha had access to the bedroom of the enemy because he was at the altar hallelujah are we understanding then when we read 14 to 17 the verse number 14 to 17 it says that the king of syria sent horses sent the enemy sent the army sent the army for one man he sent the army for one man and the army surrounded the city at night but elisha was sleeping hallelujah you will say oh elisha is a watchman he is a prophet he should know when the enemy is coming but 
there is no problem even if the enemy comes because the enemy is coming in the territory of God. Hallelujah. The enemy is coming in an area where he has no jurisdiction or power because <laughs> Hallelujah. You are sleeping on your bed and you will say, Oh brother Rahul, don't you care? There are attacks launched against you but I will sleep because I know I have an altar in my house. And if, even if the enemy comes, he is coming in my area. He cannot do anything to me. Are you understanding? Hallelujah. That was the revelation that Elisha had. That's why he was sleeping. He was sleeping there. <laughs> my God, Jesus was sleeping on the boat. And the winds were so fierce, but still he was asleep. And, and the disciples said, can't you see the forces? Can't you see the uh, boisterous wind and the waves? We will, we will die, Jesus. And Jesus was sleeping there. Hallelujah. Because he knew he has marked territories by, by, by setting up altars. Hallelujah. <laughs> the enemy came in and this poor guy, the servant of Elisha, did not know the master, did not know the revelation of altar, did not know the revelation of the gates of heaven. And he said, oh, I see the enemy surrounding me. And Elisha said, don't worry, my boy. You are not, you don't know the boundaries that has in, in which I am. I am not surrounded by the enemy. I am surrounded by God. Because I have an altar and I am staying at the altar. Hallelujah. <laughs> and he said, he, he prayed that his eyes would be open and he saw chariots of fire. Surrounding that place. What are the chariots of fire? That is the boundary that the gate of heaven, the altar that you have built has set up around you. Hallelujah. Yes. Let any demon come. Let even Lucifer come. He cannot do anything to you because Lucifer himself has been surrounded by God. Hallelujah. The altar, hallelujah, that you are setting up, hallelujah, it is it is giving you security and preser preserving you because when you are at the altar, you are at the place of power. No one can defeat you there. No one can defeat you there in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. We will come to Elijah. You know, he set up the altar at Mount Carmel. He, hallelujah. We will, I will come to that. But that is what... Are you understanding what altars do? The gates of heaven... It gives you access first of all and then you can also be at the altar and penetrate to the gates of the enemy and go in any principality because you are at your altar. Hallelujah. When trouble, what Christians are doing is when trouble and attacks come in the lives of Christians, Christians don't run to, the, to their altar, Christians don't set up altar, Christians don't pray but they run here and there elsewhere. Instead of being in the secret place, instead of being at the altar where they are surrounded by God, they go to the enemy's territory seeking for help. That's why they are facing attacks more and more. Hallelujah. Christians nowadays when they face attacks, they go into that prophet house, they go into that pastor's church, here and there, go to the altar. Set up, if you, if you don't have an altar, it's high time you set up an altar. Men ought always to pray and not lose heart. 
men ought always to pray and not lose heart i told you the meaning of it men and women of women of god who have the capacity to stay at one place and to pray and to pray and to pray you are setting up the gates of heaven and once the gate of heaven hold on hold on hold on hold on to the gates of heaven hallelujah no one can defeat you there it's the place and position of power no one can defeat you at that place i don't care what demons any hallelujah i pray for people many times on the phone or whatever you know I, when i go out we do deliverance ministry we cast out many times i have casted out lucifer i i am not afraid because i know i am by the altar at the night they send so many demons and i just laugh when the demons come because i am surrounded by god i am surrounded by the chariots of fire i don't have to fear hallelujah and elisha said my boy you don't know those who are with us are more than those who are against us because you see i am surrounded by the boundaries of the altar i have set up i am surrounded by those bond boundaries hallelujah are we understanding until now let's also go to job chapter number 1 job chapter now i am i am telling you the benefits of having a altar setting up an altar job chapter number 1 Uh, <coughs> and okay we will read from verse 1 onwards there was a man in the land of uz whose name was job and that man was blameless and upright and one who feared god and shunned evil okay and seven sons and three daughters were born to him also his possessions were 7000 sheep 3000 camels 500 yoke of oxen 500 uh, female donkeys and a very large household so th- that this man was the greatest of all the people of the east and his sons would go and feast in their houses each on his appointed day and would send and invite their three sisters to eat and drink with them so it was when the days of feasting had run their course that job would send and send and sanctify them and he would rise early in the morning and offer burnt offerings according to the number of them all for job said it may be that my sons have sinned and cursed god in their hearts thus job did regularly 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 job had an altar in his house or whatever in his territory maybe outside his house in his house we don't know that but job had an altar where regularly he would go to seek god regularly he will go to offer burnt offerings or whatever sacrifices on that altar hallelujah and because he had an altar which was active many people have altars in that house but the altars have to be repaired again Amen. because the altars are not active because you set up the altar once upon a time but you left going to that altar hallelujah but job's altar was active he was going there regularly and because he was going there regularly the bible says that for even for satan had did not had permission to penetrate inside the boundaries mm. hallelujah that is the power of a praying man that is the power that a praying woman carries hallelujah if you are facing attacks left right and center again and again there is something wrong with your altar yes there is something wrong with your altar 
you have to set up an altar and secondly we'll come to that a altar can be set up in a first of all before even set up setting up an altar you have to look at the filthiness and the dirt and the idolatry that is there in your life and in the place where you are setting up an altar that needs to be cleared first because the altar of christ and the altar of belial or the altar of satan cannot be there in the same place the place has to be holy and sanctified hallelujah if you are watching pornography in your bedroom and you say i want to set up an altar here you cannot set it up get rid of that watching pornography hallelujah if you are calling women to your bedroom and you are sleeping with those women and you want to set up an altar in your house it cannot happen if you have idols in your house that you are worshiping or even you are not worshiping your family members are worshiping the idols you cannot set up until you throw those idols away from the from your house and break that temple of of bail or whatever god you are serving or your family is serving are we understanding hallelujah god will not share his glory god will not share his place with any other god or any other demon if that house has to be sanctified hallelujah are we understanding your your friends or even your close relative or even your your grandfather once you know my grandfather pass you know he 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 slept in the lord he believed in the lord but before he would come he was before he was in the he was not in the lord once he, uh, my grandfather came to my house and uh, my grandfather had the had the habit of smoking had the habit of smoking cigarettes and then uh, he came to my house and then he took out the cigarette and then i thought i he, i cannot allow him to do that in my house and i thought well, how will i tell but i gathered the courage and told him please don't light up that cigarette because this is the this is the house of god we pray here so you cannot do that here it was my grandfather but i had to tell him that you have to keep your house the place of your altar sanctified hallelujah and he received that word and then he you know what happened he gave up smoking after that he never smoked after that he believed in christ hallelujah he slept in the lord few years back hallelujah you cannot let your friends come relatives come and drink alcohol where you have set up an altar no hallelujah are we understanding because the altar has to be set up in the holy place the place has to stay sanctified and 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 when people come and you let people do those things at at the altar it it uh, it destroys or it it cancels the powers power of the altar hallelujah because the presence of god leaves from that place and then you have to repent and reconstruct and revive or repair the altar so many people have altar in their house but that needs to be repair, repaired that needs to be sanctified are we understanding now so job he had a altar and that altar defined the jurisdiction the boundary of god around him and satan could not come in in his position in his children or in any of his things because he was surrounded by god 
and that's why when satan went to god and you god pointed out job to satan and all those things happened and satan said if you allow me to get in because he was not able to get in why because there was an altar there was an altar hallelujah are we understanding the first okay the if you ask me the problem of job was he was pampering his children instead of training his children to be intercessors that they also set up altars but he was pampering them with prayer you see the difference that's why satan got the entry there hallelujah when you see we you see i know i know we we are supposed to love our our husband we are supposed to love our wife we are supposed to love our children and all those all those crap i know those things but we we are not supposed to pamper them with prayer oh you don't pray i am praying for you i am there for you that is not how we are supposed to build our relationship we are we are we are, we got to train every member of our family to be a prayer warrior to be connected to god <sighs> hallelujah because you are setting up altar you are praying then your family members come and do something else and they are destroying it you got to take a stand that you have to tell your husband before you my my jesus is my husband yes. you have to tell your wife before you jesus is is, is my lord Amen. you have to tell your children before you jesus is lord for me so i am not going to i am not going to listen to you but i am going to listen to jesus you have to keep jesus before your family members Amen. jesus should be on your throne don't try to please everyone loving is good but the love that you are doing is in a wrong way it's going in a wrong way you are pampering them so much hallelujah don't pamper people don't pamper pamper even your family members don't pamper even your church members so many pastor oh you don't pray i am praying i am praying what you don't pray they have to pray you don't read the word i will read the word teach you what you have to read the word every person in the church has to be a warrior they should know how to set up the altar do you remember the the prophecy that micaiah did he was doing the prophecy i i don't remember in one of the chapters he said the nations should should flow to the mountain tops and then from the mountain tops the evangelists will be released and then they will then what they will do is they will they will evangelize and every person who are new believers they will sit under that tree that means they will establish their own altars that is what is evangelism for we are not pampering people we are leading people to be warriors in the kingdom of god hallelujah hallelujah are we understanding okay hallelujah <coughs> instead of telling his children to stop sinning he was just pampering them you can sin i will ask forgiveness no 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 that is not the way that was the weakness of job <laughs> hallelujah hallelujah you know if devil will will look to find any weak member in your in your family and he will he will he will destroy the power of your altar through them amen if your son is bringing drunkards in your house you have to stop your son from bringing drunkards in your house his friends in your house because you have an altar there you have an altar there and the place has to stay sanctified that's why many families are not protected by the blood they are not protected by the boundaries because the altar has been manipulated are we understanding 
Okay, let's go to First Kings chapter number eighteen. First Kings chapter number eighteen. First Kings chapter number eighteen, verse number nineteen. Now, therefore, send and gather all Israel to me on Mount Carmel, the four hundred and fifty prophets of Baal or Baal and four hundred prophets of Asherah who eat at Jezebel's table. So, Ahab sent for all the children of Israel and gathered the prophets together on Mount Carmel. Now, Elijah was the one. who told the place okay i will not come anywhere else bring the, if the prophets want to fight me and the power of jehovah bring them to the mountain of carmel you know why because the mountain of carmel had an altar on it and the challenge was the lord who answers by fire how can hallelujah how can the lord answer by fire when there is a gate for the things of heaven to penetrate into the realm of the earth only then the fire can come in and he knew there was an altar on the mountain of carmel the actually the lord the holy spirit had indicated to him in the secret place whatever elijah is doing now he is doing as per the instructions he received in the secret place because i told you elijah was the man of hiding he was not the man of ministry he did not preach any sermons he was just hiding and he was just at the altars of god Hallelujah are we understanding he decided the place and he said we will not go at Jezebel's palace or your palace you bring everyone at the mountain of carmel Amen. and there we will see who is the real god hallelujah people of god you have to you have to fight the spiritual warfare with wisdom yes. don't try to go and fight the enemy in his place bring the enemy let the enemy come to the place where you have set up an altar let them come yes. and then you ah ha ha hallelujah then you show them hallelujah the enemy is standing outside the borders of the of your all altar jurisdiction and he will provoke you come here come here come here don't go there you tell him come here hallelujah amen. <laughs> amen okay so Elijah called all the 450 and 400 how many 850 prophets and one Elijah 850 prophets and one Elijah but yet Elijah won now now let's see there now let's see there what happens verse 21 and Elijah came verse 21 and Elijah came to all the people and said how long will you falter between two opinions if the lord is god follow him but if baal follow him but the people answered him not a word okay the church was so dry the church was <laughs> in two opinions so when elijah said do you believe lord is god or whether baal is god the church did not answer elijah that means oh, we don't want to answer okay <laughs> hallelujah because they the, themselves were not convinced now in the god they believed okay then elijah said to the people i alone am left <laughs> a prophet of the lord but baal's prophets are 450 men therefore let them give us two bulls and let them choose one bull for themselves cut it in pieces and lay it on the wood but put no fire under it and i will prepare the other bull 
laid on the wood put uh, but put no fire under it then you call on the name of your gods and i will call on the name of the lord and the god who answers by fire he is god so all the people answered and said it is well spoken let's see who answers by fire now elijah said to the prophets of baal choose one bull for yourself and prepare it first for you are many and call on the name of your god but put no fire under it so they took the bull which was given them and they prepared it and called on the name of baal from morning even till noon saying oh baal hear us but there was no voice no one answered then they leaped about the altar which they had made and so it was at noon that elijah mocked them and said cry aloud for he is a god either he is meditating or he is busy or he is on a journey or perhaps he is sleeping and must be awakened so they cried aloud and cut themselves as was their custom uh, with knives and lances until the blood gushed out of on them and when midday was passed they prophet prophesied until the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice but there was no voice no one answered no one paid attention hallelujah hallelujah how come can can baal work at the palace at the altar of jezebel where there where jezebel is you know and but he cannot work here on the mount carmel hallelujah because on the mount carmel there is an altar on the mountain of carmel there is a altar of god hallelujah and wherever there is a altar of god the devil cannot work in that place in jesus mighty name hallelujah the devil cannot work in that place how much ever sorcerers are sent in that in that place and they cut and they perform rituals but they will not be able to do nothing because an altar the gate of heaven is set up in that place that is the power of an altar that is a power of praying men and women hallelujah that is the power of praying men and i am telling you it's very difficult it's impossible the devil cannot defeat you if you have an active altar in place okay let's see and let's see verse number 30 Then Elijah said to all people come near to me so all the people came near to him and he repaired the altar of the lord which was broken down mm-hmm. hallelujah now what why he is doing these things first of all to execute and to kill the prophets of baal and ashera hallelujah who were the high priest functioning at the altars of jezebel the demonic altars of baal and secondly to bring rain in israel hallelujah amen now the bible says the altar was laid waste and that's why the first thing elijah did was to repair the broken altar of the lord on the mountain of carmel why was israel suffering why the prophets of israel were killed but because the pro- prophets of israel were busy to go against jezebel or to prophesy they were not at all keen or focused to repair the altar that was laid waste on the mountain of carmel hallelujah when the altar is not active the enemy will overpower you hallelujah that's why attacks are released against the altar that you have attacks are released against your prayer life 
because when you are not actively holding on to the altar and you are not actively in prayer and in the word the enemy can dominate you the enemy can even kill you the enemy can bring disaster in your life that is what was happening in israel because the altar were ignored because the altars were ignored jezebel was ruling over the territory of israel jezebel was killing the prophets of israel who are prophets prophets are priests who repair and who serve at their at that altar and why jezebel were was killing the prophet prophets because she wanted to destroy priesthood that can destroy her jezebel was very wise hallelujah she did not leave any prophets because she wanted to destroy priesthoods she wanted to destroy priesthoods i i visited some churches and i sensed that spirit of jezebel the spirit of jezebel uh, many people preach on that describe that but the main intention of the spirit of jezebel is to destroy godly priesthoods okay i think you can hear me now okay okay so so it says that elijah ke uh, first of all he did not bring fire down from heaven and what he did is he repaired the broken altar there okay and then he brought people near to him i told you previously why did he bring people near to him because he did not only wanted to bring revival he wanted to build a legacy of people who can bring the revival after him that's why he taught the people how to repair altar hallelujah verse number 31 and elijah took 12 stones according to the number of the tribes of the sons of jacob to whom the word of the lord had come saying israel shall be your name and then with the stones he built an altar so how do you build the altar what does the stone signify the stones signify the covenant the promises and the word of god hallelujah that is what it signifies you build the altar with the covenants with the promises with the word of god in prayer you say god lord this is what you have told me i declare that word hallelujah build the altar on the basis of the words of the prophecies of the covenants that the lord the lord you told me that you are the one who will take care of my family you are the one who will do this uh, for my family you are the one you told me that day you bring the promises and what god has spoken to you and you start building the altar then what it says then with the stone he built an altar in the name of the lord and he made a trench around the altar large enough to hold two sacks of seed and he put the wood in order cut the bull in pieces and laid it on the wood and said fill four water pots with water and pour it on the burnt sacrifice and on the wood then you offer the sacrifice hallelujah the sacrifice on the altar the sacrifice are your prayers the sacrifice are your words the sacrifice you lay on the altar and it says that the whole altar was be, four water pots were was poured poured on the whole altar that means the cleansing your your sacrifice and the altar shall be cleansed that means it shall be laid up with pure intentions and not selfish intentions the sacrifice and the altar needs to be pure as i said 
that where you are setting up an altar you should not let any impurity come in then he said do it a second time and they did it a second time and he said do it a third time and they did it a third time so the water ran all around the altar and he also filled the trench with water and it came to pass at the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice that Elijah the prophet came near and said Lord God of Abraham Isaac and Israel let it be known this day that you are God in Israel and I am your servant and that I have done all these things at your word. Who revealed this pattern to bring down fire? The word of God. The Lord spoke to him in the secret place. Elijah, this is what you are supposed to do. Go at the altar. Repair the altar. Do this and I will answer you. Because when the altar is again restored, the gates of heaven will again open up in Jesus mighty name. Hallelujah. I pray let your altars be restored tonight in Jesus mighty name so the gates of heaven can open up and let fire come down for, from heaven and destroy your enemies in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Many of us are, are trying to go to the enemy, fight with them in the flesh, with our energy, with our own skills, with our own knowledge. No, 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 no. You come at the altar, repair the altar because you cannot destroy your enemies. It is the fire of God that can destroy your enemies. Hallelujah. Okay, so this is what happened. So are we understanding what the altars do? The altars are gates that bring the fire. As soon as the altar was in place and Elijah prayed at the active altar, the fire came. The fire came. Hallelujah. Amen. So, let's go to some verses now. Revelation chapter number 22 verse 14. Okay. Revelation chapter number 22 verse 14 and we will pray in some time we'll read these verses first and then we will pray revelation chapter number 22 and verse number 14 blessed are those who do his commandments that they may have the right to the tree of life and may enter through the gates into the city but outside are dogs and sorcerers and sexually immoral and murderers and idolaters and whoever loves and practices a lie. Hallelujah. It, it is talking about the real entrance to heaven. The entrance to eternal life. Hallelujah. I told you in the first part of the gates and I told you that if we need to enter somewhere, we have to enter through the gates. We cannot go through the walls. The thieves go through the walls. Those who don't have authority. But we have to need access to the gates. And this is what the Holy Spirit is speaking to believers. That blessed are those who do his commandments. This is the time to meditate on the word of God. Many people are, are taught to read the word of God. Reading the word of God is of no use. You got to meditate on the word of God. 
Hallelujah. When you meditate on the word of God, what is meditation? Hallelujah. Meditation is not the worldly meditation. Meditation is when you read the word of God, you keep the word of God in your mind and ask God, Lord, what do you want to speak to me through this word? Lord, sanctify me through the word that I have read. Lord, break me, mold me, give me a shape through the word that I, am, I, I have read. Uh, I have read, Lord. Oh, Lord, speak to me through the word I have read. Let your word start to give me a new shape. Break my old body, break my old life of sin. When you submit, when you surrender to the word of God, those who are doing his commandments hallelujah you can only do his commandments when you understand his commandments do you remember the parable of the sower who sows the seed the first seed that fell by the wayside and the birds of the air came and took it what was that it was people who did not understand the word why people don't understand the word because they don't submit and they don't respect the word of God. You should have a respect. And you should humble yourself before the word of God. Hallelujah. Blessed are those who do his commandments. Blessed are those who do his commandments. That they may have the right to the tree of light, uh, life. And may enter through the gates. Into the city. Which city? The new Jerusalem. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Only those who keep the word of God will enter through the gates of heaven. The real heaven. Hallelujah. To dwell there forever. The gate to eternal life. Then let's come to Matthew's chapter number 7. Verse number 13 and 14. Matthew's chapter number 7. Verse number 13 and 14. Enter by the narrow gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And there are many who go in by it. Because narrow is the gate and difficult is the way which leads to life. And there are few who find it. Hallelujah. What is the difference there? The difference is, the difference is, if you want to go through the narrow gate, the narrow gate has to be found out. You need to take efforts to find that narrow gate. But the Bible says broad is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction. Many who will walk on it. Why? Because it's easy to locate. It's easy to sin. It's by nature that we serve the devil by sinning. Hallelujah. But we have to find the narrow gate. Who is the narrow gate? That narrow gate is Jesus. We have to find him. We have to know him. Hallelujah. To enter by that narrow gate. Hallelujah. Are we understanding? John chapter number 14 verse 6. The Bible says Jesus is the way, the truth and the life. Then John chapter number 10 says, Jesus said, I am the door. Whoever enters through me, he is the gate. Hallelujah. And we need to find Jesus. Spend your time. This is what the Holy Spirit told me. That we people need to meditate on the word of God. Read your Bible and meditate. Stay with God and meditate on the altar. Meditate, meditate, hallelujah. Even when you meditate and seek, Lord, Lord, speak to me. Speak to me through this word. Then you read another chapter. Speak to me through that. That is also prayer. You are praying at the altar. Hallelujah. You are seeking for Jesus, the narrow gate. Hallelujah. Let's go to Isaiah chapter number 60. Then we will pray. Isaiah. Chapter number 60, verse number 11 and 12. 
Isaiah chapter number 60 verse number 11 and 12. Therefore your gates shall be open continually. They shall not be shut day or night that men may bring to you the wealth of the Gentiles and their kings in procession. For the nations and kingdom which will not serve you shall perish and those nations shall be utterly ruined. Hallelujah. The glory of Lebanon shall come to you. The cypress, the pine and the box tree together. Hallelujah. To beautify the place of my sanctuary and I will make the place of my feet glorious. If you are setting up the gates of heaven, if you are serving at the altar of God, you know what will happen to you? Men shall bring to you the wealth of Gentiles. In Jesus' mighty name. Kings shall start coming to you in procession. In Jesus' mighty name. Nations who do not like to serve you, do not like you, God will ruin those nations. In Jesus' mighty name. The glory of Lebanon shall come to you. The cypress, the pine and the box tree together. Hallelujah. To why? To beautify the place of my sanctuary, says the Lord. Because you have set up the gates and there you have set up the sanctuary of God. And I will make the place of my feet glorious. Where you stay, where you reside, that place will be glorious. Not because of you. Because you have made that, made that place the gate of heaven. A dwelling place of God. Even as Jacob said, I did not knew. This is the house of God. And this is the gate of heaven. Hallelujah. And verse 14 says, Also the sons of those who afflicted you shall come bowing down to you. And all those who despised you shall fall prostrate at the soles of your feet. And they shall call you the city of the Lord. Zion of the Holy One of Israel. Everyone say, I want to be the city of the Lord. Zion, the Holy One of Israel. Hallelujah. When that will happen? Amen. When that will happen? When you have set up the gates. If, if, if the altar is at place, you don't have to, you don't have to think about your uh, uh, needs. It will come because the gates will bring the wealth of the Gentiles. Hallelujah. If you, if, you, if you have the altars and you, you are staying and serving at the altar, you don't have to think about who will favor you because the Bible says kings will come and favor you. Hallelujah. You don't have to think about your enemy if you are serving at the altar because the Bible says the enemies will come bowing down to you. They will fall prostrate before you. Hallelujah. You, you, you will not have to think about anything about your needs or about what you will do because the Bible says that place I will make it glorious because it, it is the place where my feet dwell says the Lord. Hallelujah. And tonight that is what the Lord is speaking to his people that make your household the gate of heaven. Make your household the dwelling place of the most high God. Hallelujah. 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 Do you know the Bible says that Moses used to go in his tent and wait in his tent to your God. And then when Moses used to go in his tent, the other people also used to go in their tents. Hallelujah. And when I was reading that scripture, once the Holy Spirit told me, Raul, uh, you know, Moses alone, the only tent in which I could dwell was the tent of Moses. The other people used to wait in their tents, not hear from God. But I want to make every tent my dwelling place. That, that means every family in the ministry, he wants to make his dwelling place. Every family, every house in this ministry, the Lord wants to make his dwelling place. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hey, Prabhala, men ought always to pray and not lose heart. 
men ought always to pray and not lose heart why because it is the altar the gate of heaven you are setting up the gate of heaven that where you are serving that is doing the job hallelujah re bushakataraba how, how will we do the watchman ministry of guarding the borders and everything if there is no altar in, in its place, if there is no gate in its place? Every ministry is founded on the ministry of priesthood the, that is setting up gates, that is praying ministry. Hallelujah. And others, other ministry like the prophetic and the watchman ministry and the spiritual warfare ministry happens when we have done the basic of setting up the altar by prayer rebo shambra thakaya rabalo tukora mambro shanda rabala hadrebeti yara braba ala brabo tiara braba la hal tiantra labadorobo lehal sekaya rabala hati araba lehal siala let your prayer life be restored in the mighty name of jesus come on people of god pray with me in Jesus mighty name agree with me whatever I am praying let your prayer life be restored in Jesus mighty name let your altars be repaired in Jesus mighty name hallelujah let the idols let the filth let the dirt be removed from the place of your altar in Jesus mighty name hallelujah the Bible says the Bible says at the place of Bethel where Abraham was waiting at the altar until Lot was taken out God did not speak to him so, so every, everything that is not from God needs to be taken out from that altar. I want to pray for families here. I, I want to pray for your houses. Let your house become the gate of heaven. Let your house become the dwelling place of God. Let your house become the government office of heaven. In Jesus mighty name. Controlling that territory in Jesus mighty name. Em prokora mam prakaya rabose. E proto robo shambra toyoro bro. Lamanoko Ramakatama Nimolodoria Emprosamandukor Batane Rebe Shambra Bajaraba. Let your prayer life be restored in Jesus' mighty name. Right now, Erebrobolo Holsialdra Labaraba. Let the fire come back on your prayer altars in Jesus' mighty name. Let the fire of God come back on your prayer altars in Jesus' mighty name. Alleluia Rebrobo Shambra Ladrial Drobo. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, I ask you, people who are listening to me, that you will draw them back to the secret place, to the altar, to the gates of heaven, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Wherever you are wandering, don't wander in those places. Return back to your altar. Hallelujah. And the enemy will not be able to defeat you. Hallelujah, and the enemy will not be able to overpower you. Rekal Zialda function from the place of power. Re Brialta, we are nothing, we don't carry the power, but the mysteries, the altar that we have set up, the position we are in. If we stay in that position, that is power. Rabba Shokoyata Baraba. Re Yalabo Shambrianta Rabalabo. Oh Rabba Shodoroboti. Embrantoko Rabba Shambrabati Arabra. Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. It's not that you will not face resistance. You will face resistance because you are in a wrestling match. But don't give up because men ought always to pray and not lose heart. That's why Jesus said men ought always to pray. Men ought always to pray and not lose heart. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I pray, I pray, Lord, you are raising up unstoppable people. 
unstoppable in prayer. I decree and declare that you will be unstoppable in Jesus mighty name. Unstoppable in prayer. Unstoppable in prayer. Without ceasing. The Bible says pray without ceasing. Why? Hallelujah. Because we have to be. We have to stay at the position of power. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Oh. Jagara bagara burobo. Regal zegera bau sheal daraba. Rebo raba lahal siandro bolo hodrobo. Lahal serabo sham branto robo. Lahal sarabro taraban diantra raba. Regatiara mandrobo sham raba lahadrianto robo. Raba shaba dabaraka jabana raba. Lake haziando loco raba la catabone. Rebanamone hanzianza rabra bala aldrial daraba. Rehal shamra bala. The church is focusing much on evangelism. But before that, they have to focus on the keys of the kingdoms of heaven to bind and to defeat the gates of Hades that will only happen when the church will start setting up altars when the church will start set, setting up altars oh hallelujah the movement of the church has to decrease and they need to stay at the altar hallelujah hallelujah in the mighty name of Jesus even as Elijah stayed at the altar and the fire came, Lord. Hallelujah. And then the prophets of the devil were executed, Lord, were killed, Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ, Lord. Lord, we at the altar cry out to you that you release fire down from heaven tonight. Release fire tonight. Release fire tonight. Release fire tonight. Every witch, every wizard, Lord. Every sorcerer, Lord. Every diviner, Lord. Hallelujah. Let them be burned with your fire. Every witch, wizard, Lord, sorcerer that are attacking the lives of your people, Lord. Oh, Lord, that are making them dry. Let them be burned. Let them be burned by your fire. In Jesus' mighty name, we open the portals for heaven to come down. We open the portals for the fire to come down in Jesus' mighty name. Rabba Shamri Rabba. Do you remember when the king sent men to take Elijah with them? Hallelujah. The Bible says Elijah was on the mountain. And the people came and told Elijah, come with us. Elijah said, No, I will stay here. And if I am a man of God, let fire come down. Let fire come down. Elijah knew he was a weak man. But Elijah knew the position he is in, in, in can give him power. Hallelujah. Don't, don't, don't be overconfident about your anointing. Be aware of the position you are in. Hallelujah. Stay at the position. And you can defeat your enemies from that position. Hallelujah. Tonight there is a mighty revival that is, that, is, that is reviving. Revival will not directly come upon the nations. It will start with you. It will start with individuals and it is starting from you. It is starting from this place. In the mighty name of Jesus, this fire will spread across the nations. In the name of Jesus, ah, this fire will burn the strongholds. This fire ah, will burn the enemies which are ruling and governing the nations. Oh, let your fire be, be released from this place, Lord. Let your fire be released from this altar, Lord. Oh, we decree and declare this place, this meeting is your altar, Lord. It is the gate of heaven, Lord. It is the gate of heaven in the name of Jesus that defeats the gate of Hades in the mighty name of Jesus. I decree and declare that people will start building up from tonight or today onwards that your house will become the gate of heaven, Lord. The house, their house will become the gate of heaven, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, I release a mighty cleansing by your conviction, Lord, in the houses of people, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. 
Thank you once again for this wonderful time. Thank you for your presence, Lord. Thank you for your thank you for your leading, O oh Lord. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your utterance. Continue to speak to your people. Lead and guide your people, Lord. We give you all the glory, honor, and praise. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Let us celebrate the victory of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. God bless.